If your kid ate mud and you don't know what to do And your neighbors judge and your in-law shitty too Pour tequila in your coffee Don't go running as your mommy And together we'll break it down to find a clue Ask the badass moms like a badass mom would do We're here for you This is Christy. And I'm Jenna, and this is Badass Moms. Badass. All right, welcome to the Badass Moms podcast. I am one half of the Badass Moms, Jenna Levine Liu, and I'm the founder of Six Cool Moms. With me, as always, is the beautiful Christy Mirabello of Fierce Mama Coaching. How are you, Christy? Ooh, I'm feeling fierce. F, yes. I'm yeah, fierce. how's your week going? You know, I think it's going well. It's it's pretty early and it's only Monday. So, I mean, I haven't leapt into it, but the weekend was good, pretty productive. What'd you um, do? Writing a second book. Oh, what did I do this weekend? Productive, just like house shit, got some projects done, even the little work stuff done. So, you know, when you like have a nice clean house and it's oh, it's just, my fave. everything feels so crispy good. I don't know if that's crispy the same. And good. What crispy about you, my blossom? So, um, I have a 14 month old, so the weekends suck. No, I'm kidding. They were, it was fine. Uh, I had actually a really relaxing weekend. My husband and I didn't hang out Saturday or Sunday night because we have spent a lot of time together because of quarantine. And I was like, bro, I honestly just need like some time to binge watch Virgin River, which I started watching. I was like, this is stupid. And then by episode five, I was like, tell me more. What's happening? I just got into it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Love it. Um, but I'm excited for this coming weekend because Six Cool Moms, we're partnering with NBC4 mm-hmm. and the Salvation Army to put on what we call the Blow Up and Show Up Parade. It's an inflatable parade. So you can, if you live in the D.C. area, you can come to the Rio at Gaithersburg. Actually, don't come there. Uh, watch it live, <laughs> live streamed on the Six Cool Moms website or NBC4 website. Or you can do a drive-by drop-off because the Salvation Army truck will be there. We are partnering for the Angel Tree campaign, but that has ended. So the gifts that we get on Saturday will be given to the Forgotten Angels, which is always kind of a bummer. But gifts are good. You also get to see me in a giant cheeseburger inflatable costume because I am super hot. So excited to see you as a burger. But yeah, like, well, we'll uh, I'll drop that on our Facebook if anybody wants to yes. take a little looky look. Um, but I'm excited for that. But other than that, you know, today was a relaxing day. I'm like pretty relaxed. I got my one cat short of crazy mug. Very um, cute. Drinking my really coffee, like cafe. Cafe, oh, cafe. Yeah. So, yeah. Get into it? I guess we'll rock this boat. All right, cool. So, guys, fair warning. I'm going to read this one fucking fast because it is long. Are you ready? Yeah, get, like, ready? get, get comfortable, everyone. Get a little comfortable. Steven. It's also a little uncomfortable for me to read because there's some sex stuff in it, which normally I'm not. I know. I was like, Jenna, with. you get this one. You I t- know, but it's like weird for me to when people talk about their sex life with a part. Anyway, I'm just going to get into it. I okay. get it. <clears throat> Hi, badass moms. I have a boyfriend and he is in the military. He was deployed for the first time and we started dating two years ago. He knew I would go crazy without him because my sex drive is high. Woo. Good, for, good for you, girl. Get it. 
and I got toys, but it's not the same. Yeah, toys are not the same as a dick. And I, <laughs> I miss him so much and I need the physical contact. Now I feel like I'm too busy or I don't wanna play anymore in a video call. And we do that a lot. It's been only two months and I'm going crazy. We agreed to wait and not date anyone until he came back, but what do I do? Also, because phone and video is our only way to communicate, I feel like he is not expressive. Like he doesn't say that he misses me or what he misses about me. And he doesn't talk to me that much. We, uh, we have gotten together to watch movies and try to make time for us, but I need to hear how much he loves me or how much he misses me and tell me those uh, things often. I'm very emotional. He expresses himself awesomely when he wants to help me come. That's the part that, that I'm like. That part, I just wasn't, like, I wasn't ready for it when I read it. <laughs> I just spit up a little too. He is wonderful in the details, but I wish he would be that detailed when talking about me or things about me that he misses. Also, I didn't grow up here in the U.S. and I'm a mom and in college and I don't see his support only when I ask him that I need money is he okay with it. But I don't like asking for it. He knows I quit my job to go back to college, but it seems like I have to remind him that. I don't know how to approach that situation. I am really a mess. Thank you for taking time to read and answer. Have a great day. <clears throat> okay. So there's, there's a, a lot. lot. There's a lot going on here. So breaking it down, breaking it, breaking it, breaking it. Breaking it, it All right. So you've been dating for two years. That's a long time. So I don't know. Do you guys live together when he's here? Like, are, is it a serious relationship? I'm guessing you are at the I love you stage since you want to hear it from him more often. Um, dating somebody in the military is difficult because they do, you know, deploy fairly regularly. I don't know how long he's gone for. And yes, the video chat and phone chat for somebody who's not a great communicator, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. And he just isn't the type of person, I guess, that wants to get into the emotional details and tell you he loves you and all of that stuff. And he's not really filling your cup and giving you what he needs. It's essentially like all you're doing is having phone and video chat sex. And that's cool, but there has to be more than that because at some point it's just you're disconnected from the relationship and all you're doing is being like a cam girl, I guess, kind of, right? And that's fine if that's what you agreed upon, but it's a, it clearly seems like you want more. And then going even further, you're talking about the money aspect of things. So I don't know what your financial situation is, and I certainly don't, don't know what his is, but you can't really expect him to just give you money without you asking him for it, unless this was something that was set up in advance. Now, if you need money from him and he's a person that's willing to help you out because you're going back to school and you have a kid, I don't know if it's his kid or not or what the deal is there, um, that's a conversation that you have to have. So I think your best line of defense here is you know set up a video chat with him and tell him in advance like I would just like to talk about some things in our you know our relationship and our current situation um, that I would like to see corrected and you know when you have that conversation tell him you love him that you love being with him that you miss him so much and that it's making you a little bit crazy and I know because I've had long distance relationships and I personally can't do them. They don't work for me. I need to, somebody to be physically in the room with me. My brain goes nuts. It's just like, I, it's never worked for me. 
some people it does work and if the relationship is good enough and strong enough it, it can and it will but these are the kind of things i don't know if he's left before or if this is his first time but it's okay to iron these things out and you can say to him listen you know the the video chat or the phone sex is great and i love doing that you know once a week or twice a week or whatever it is but when we talk i would like to talk about other stuff i'd like to talk about my day about you know my kid or our kid what i'm learning in school what you're doing wherever you are as much as he can actually tell you um you can both find a show that you like and watch it and then talk about the episode there's different things that you can do to open up the lines of communication but you have to tell him this and you have to tell him that this is sort of important for you and if he can't do that then maybe you tell him it's time to reevaluate your relationship because obviously you're not happy um and you deserve to be happy but clearly you know he i don't know clearly he, it doesn't really see it here but he seems to love you based on <laughs> a little bit you've told me but also some men are just not really good at expressing themselves emotionally and that sucks but it's not totally un unheard of. And actually on the same token, there's some women who really suck at, you know, being emotionally vulnerable as well. But, you know, you'll get through this. This is just a communication thing. Yeah, this is just a communication thing. You got, you got to, you, you got to lay it out on the table with him, but don't come at him aggressively. Do not be super negative. Do not be confrontational because he's going to shut, shut it down and you're not gonna get anywhere. So don't cry, don't whatever. Write down, write a note about the things that you wanna to talk to him about and you know, stick to, your, stick to your script, get it all out and then let him come back. But come from a place where you're calm, where you're not super emotional because once you get into that heightened state you know, where you're emotional and you're upset, most people, not just men, but most people shut down a little bit because they're focused on the fact that you're getting emotional and less so about the words that are coming out of your mouth and that's not going to be productive for anybody but that's my advice christy yes i like jenna could not do the long distancing i tried it once and it lasted um three weeks three whole walkers <laughs> um yeah not so good so it is something that is hard it is not for the faint of heart it seems like you want to do it you're willing to do it, which is a great start um i think the biggest thing i feel like you're holding back or afraid to maybe communicate certain things and i think that you have to if you're going to be far away that is the key element in your relationship i mean in any relationship but especially if you're far away you need to communicate like you're telling us this, right? But, and I don't know if you've told him, if you have, and he's not, you know, um, responsive to it, that's a different story. But if you haven't even brought this to his attention, I think it is, is time to do so. And like Jenna said, you do it in a loving way. You come in it, um, no, no, you come in it from, you know, a, a place of wanting to make it work. Say, I really want this to work and this is what I need. And, are, are you able to give that to me? And like Jenna said, there are a lot of men who aren't as expressive with their feelings and maybe you need someone who is, or maybe he can just kind of meet you halfway and he'll, you know, start to open up. Something I thought about too was um, doing things together and there's ideas online, I'm sure, but doing things together over video, like besides watching a show, which I think is a great idea. And I have a friend in a long distance relationship and um, she does that a lot. They have like date movie nights. 
or shows. So you can do that, but also something where you're actually interacting more with each other than watching something. It's, it's fun to like do little comments when you're watching a show, but sometimes you get so engrossed in it. Um, so maybe even I was thinking like cooking or something, was there something you did here that you had fun doing that is possible to do over a video, like cooking the same meal together and chatting and catching up on your day while you do that. Something where you're interacting more and, um, Obviously, yes, toys and that is not going to be the same. But if you look at, I guess, the light at the end of the tunnel, I think the problem is you need more than that to get you through this time. So I think it would help. And that would maybe be enough on the sexual end of things, maybe to get you through while you're, if you're getting emotionally supported. It's the fact that you're lacking both right now that is probably really driving you crazy, uh, the combination. So... Um, I would definitely, you know, look for maybe more tips or just think of things that you guys both like to do or just, you know, I would communicate, hey, I need to actually have more and you don't have to get all into emotions in this. Just say, you know, I just want to talk to you about more stuff or, you know, they have like little books or things online to like um, questions. Me and my husband do it do them because I'm cheesy like that. Like I have a book of fun questions that like, would you rather like those types of things? I love it. It just sparks up different conversation than the day to day. How was your day? Oh, I miss you. Oh, when are you coming back? You know, I don't know why anyone talks like this. Um, but, and yeah, we don't know how long he's gone, how long you have to go through this. So I send you more strength. And I think with communication, if he's, if he wants it to work and he's willing to put in a little more support besides um, just actually, that's good. And on the monetary front, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know your relationship and how comfortable and what the money situation is because he, you did quit. So he does know you're saying you have to remind him. So maybe that's like a whole conversation saying, look, can we figure out what I'm doing monetarily and have a plan. So I think it's really kind of creating a plan. And with long distance relationships, you really do have to have a plan mm -hmm. in a way. And not always, it depends on the people and how often you see each other. But in this situation, it seems like you need at least a little structure um, so that you have kind of a foundation to, to build upon. So taking out those like uncomfortable conversations, getting them out of the way. So they're not in the way of having the fun would be good. So kind of just have that financial conversation and maybe it's compromise, you know? Um, but definitely the communication is key. You need to, to, everything you're telling us, you need to tell him, like Jenna said, in a loving, a loving way. And so he doesn't get defensive and it's all from, because you woo, want it to work. The end, my friend, amen. <laughs> all right. Good times. Good luck. Yes. Good luck for shizzle. Yeah. Sorry your toys don't do it for you. That gave me a chuckle. Uh, yeah. That whole thing. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was close to Jenna. I'm like, Jenna, I'm like the, it's not that I'm a prude. I always have felt uncomfortable. It's so weird. Anyone else like this? Like I always feel uncomfortable. Like when people talk about their like personal, like sexual life. It's so strange. I don't know why I'm like that. Um, even like my friends, like we never really, you know, some people sit around and talk about all that stuff. I was always like, all right, I'll just listen and feel uncomfortable now. 
Um, all right. So next question. Next question. How do you deal with a super rude, disrespectful, sassy child whose angst comes out most after visits with their other parent? Second part. Oh, shit. And not lose all control of yourself when dealing with the same. Okay. So this one really goes deeper, and you probably know this, than meets the eye. Um, after visits with their other parent, obviously you're seeing a pattern. It's after they are coming home from visiting time with somebody who, and, and I've heard about different situations like this with my own friends and their kids, and this, this can be common. There's a couple things that could be going on. One, just the transition. I mean, I was a child, I'm slapping myself. I was a child of divorce and honestly going back and forth, it, you know, it throws the balance off a little bit. You know, you're, you're every other weekend, every Wednesday night. Um, and I love seeing both my parents and it worked out fine. I turned out half normal. Okay. No. Um, but, <laughs> Kind of normal? No. Almost. <laughs> but, you know, it can, sh they're kids, right? They're still dealing with their own emotions and the transitions and change are always hard. Two, what is your partner? Well, how did they treat the child, right? So maybe you have very different parenting skills and going between those is like, that can be jarring for a child. If, if it's like a big disciplinarian on one side, maybe they're, either upset going there or going back. Maybe if the father might be more lenient, that would happen with me. My dad was more lenient. He's like, eat McDonald's all day and we'll just play. And he didn't want to discipline because he had the guilt that he left or was, you know, away and gone more. So therefore I'd come back to my mom's and be like, damn, all these rules. And I mean, she was strict, right? So it could be some of that where if that's the situation or it could be reversed, but either way, maybe you could um, loosen up the reins and give a little more independence depending on their age, but also, you know, maybe talk to the ex and depends your relationship with them to just kind of see how extreme the differences of parenting or what's going on. Another thing is if if your ex is miserable, a miserable ass, which could be the case, we've got a lot of ex asses, um, she could just be having that energy, right? She's around it all weekend. Um, so maybe don't pressure her right when she comes in. Try not to put in too much pressure on her um, and try to make it kind of light. I know if she has homework to finish or something, it's different, but um, you know, bring her in kind of with open arms and love because you don't know exactly what's going on there and make sure she's open and, and uh, let her know that she can trust you and talk to you about anything that's going on um, that could be affecting just her attitude. Um, as far as being disrespectful and rude in general, you know, if people who follow me or whatever, you know, I have fun with Cora. We are crazy wild. Let's throw glitter, but I'm a disciplinarian and she's going to also respect me. Right? So it is sticking to those consequences. Right? And you say, look, if you talk to like that to me again, X is going to happen and it has to happen. And you get rid of the guilt. Mm -hmm. I know, especially with divorced families. I mean, my mom luckily didn't have that problem because she didn't care. She was like, I don't give a shit. I have no guilt about slapping you up your butt, not up your butt, on your butt. 
Um, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you whoop your kids and she your actually- Your mom felt your no guilt. She was like, Christy, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, no, she did. She, and she actually did not whoop my butt, but she, she had no problem yelling at me or taking things away from me at all. And that's why I am the way I am. Um, because you shouldn't have guilt because you want, you're trying to create them to be, to, to do right and wrong and to be not rude people, right? So take the guilt away, know you're doing it for their benefit and give them the consequences and stick to them. That's the thing. Consistency is really key with that. Um, but also right when they come in the door, it's a big transition for a kid. I'm just, again, saying I, I did it. And it's hard. It, you're coming from your one parent. You want them to be together usually, especially if it's fresh. I don't know how fresh this is. Um, and it's tough on kids. So you do, you give them the benefit of the doubt, but they also, if they are rude, outright rude to you, they need to have the consequence and you need to, you know, talk to them about how they need to treat you. And if they can't, they'll continue to get consequences. Um, and if you have a good relationship with the ex, talk it out figure out if there's some sort of compromise with how your parenting styles are that you can just make it feel a little um, less extreme where they're transitioning from household to household. So the rules aren't so like, she's up till midnight all weekend and then, oh great, now I have to come go to bed at seven, you know? It's just an example. Um, there's a whole lot. I could really go on this all day. Those are like my top little things. Um, you can always message us or email us for further, you know, um, more detailed, <laughs> more detailed, you know, things I do with Cora um, to discipline her. I'm pretty basic with just, I have her sit, I don't call it timeout, but I'm like, all right, you need to go sit and think about why you would talk to me like that and why you think that's okay. Cause I think you, I think, you know, it's not okay. So let's start. I, I get her more to start really thinking about things because they are little people and they need to start learning to self-assess and be aware and they can. Cora's only six years old, but she can she can dig in there, right? So we need to dig. They need to dig too, and give her hugs <laughs> <laughs> and hug her. Indeed, lots of love. Yeah. So I I am also a child of divorce. So this is hard for me to answer because I don't know how old the kid is. I don't know how long you've been I divorced. Think, I think she's about five or six. Five or six. Do you, do you know how long this couple has been divorced for? I believe it's been a, like a year or so. Okay. Is anybody living with somebody else or dating somebody else? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is it the mom? Mm -hmm. So they're Okay. Dating. And the dad is still single on his own? I'm not, I'm not sure about that part. That could okay. be. So that's the, I ask these questions because I don't know the details of your divorce or why it happened, but chances are your kid blames one of you. <laughs> and I know it's nobody's fault. Sometimes marriages don't work out, but children are notoriously pretty unreasonable. So even if you tell them like, I, we both love you and we both care about you and we're both going to blah, blah, blah. The kid's going to blame one or the other for whatever happened and chances are it's gonna be the mom because it's always the fucking <laughs> why mom. is it always our fault i know right it just generally is and what i can say is when i visited my dad i loved spending the time with my dad because he gave me ice cream and donuts mm -hmm. and pizza and let me watch whatever i wanted he took me to the movies and like he just kind of didn't you know give a shit about disciplining me it was fun time so i love that and then i'd come home so you know 
my mom, who was, I guess, more of the disciplinarian and my stepfather, who I hated. Um, and so, yeah, they would get the brunt of my angsty attitude because I was pissed off. Like I loved my dad. I blamed my mom for their divorce. He, you know, in the drama that all of that caused. So it was kind of like a bummer. So it's hard too, because you as the parent have to put yourself in the kid's perspective too a little bit. Your child's feeling a certain type of way. You know, there's so many kids that are products of divorce that are totally fine. There's a lot of kids who really never get over the experience. It's, it stays with them till they're adults. And sometimes unless they really hone in on what it is about it that's bothering them it'll just eat them alive until they die it just unfortunately just is the way it is so think about it from your kid what it feels like for them to be shuffled between houses um you know to have to have another person in their life that's you know dating their mom or whatever it is who might be another disciplinarian in some way shape or form or who or at least just somebody who's there who's taking away your the mom's attention Um, I don't know if this kid's like an only child or whatever it is, but there's a lot of different things going on. So it's worth talking to your kid instead of, you know, maybe straight out disciplining, disciplining them, which I will say if your kid's like getting smart mouth, yeah, you'd be like, Mm -hmm. kiddo, you're not talking to me that way. Like sit in the corner. I'm taking your iPad whatever else. And and I say that I'm a 14 month old and she kicked me in the face. I can't do anything about it. She doesn't know what discipline is. I just have to like literally take it in the chin. You put her on that chair in the corner, Jenna. (laughs) And I just go like, no, 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 no. We don't kick mama in the face. And she's like, ah, 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 kick me again. She's 14 months old. She doesn't get it. But once you get to the, you know, they'll learn. Yeah. They'll learn when you can rationalize with your, with your kid, you know, once you discipline them and they're calm and you're calm, take a break, come back and actually have the conversation and say, what's really going on here? You know, I noticed that when you come back from your dad's, you're, you seem a little bit angsty, a little bit off. Is something happening at your dad's? Is something happening here that's making you not want to be here? Like, let's, let's talk. I, I think sometimes parents forget that the children are people with their own independent thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And those need to be recognized, right? We can't just say you're being a shitty kid go in your room. Sometimes you have to sort of find out what exactly it is that's bothering your kid. And maybe there's a simple tweak that you could make. Maybe it's time that you guys go to family, you know, counseling. Um, Divorce is is hard and it's definitely hard on younger kids because they just don't understand the mechanics of why parents break up because they're, they're not there. They don't know what relationships are. They don't, they don't know that sometimes people are better parents apart than they are together. There's a lot of different things. So my advice is, you know, I know what's really hard for you when your kid comes home and you've had some quiet to yourself. And then all of a sudden, like she comes home and she's, I think it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl, right? She comes home and she's like smart mouthed and like yelling at you and like causing a ruckus. And you're like, what the, you're like, what the fuck? Like what is happening here? But also just remember, she's a person too. She's a little person, but still a person. And she doesn't understand how to process emotions. That's what you're there for. You're there to help. So, you know, after you've set your boundaries, told her what she can and cannot do with her mom, find out a little bit more about what's going on with her and, you know, going on in the back of her head and, and listen. I think as a parent, that's the one thing you can do to make the difference is really listen to your kid and listen to how they feel. There might be something really stupid. Like maybe she likes the blankets at her dad's better. Like who, who, maybe he has better toys. 
who knows? There could be a million different things exactly. going, going on here, but you won't know unless you actually talk to her. But I can promise you that, you know, the more time separates between you and your husband's divorce and not living together, and the more both of you move on with your lives, the more she'll get used to it. Um, and hopefully if you've worked it out and you, and, uh, your ex have a good relationship, she'll see that and she'll be a happy kid. That's, that's all you can really do is talk, listen, and love. And keep in mind, we are in a pandemic. So think about oh, all yeah. us and everything's heightened. You know, she has this situation somewhat fresh, so it may, and it, it's already fresh and then it's with the pandemic and Titan. That is a good point, Jenna, with the um, new partner, well, newish partner, whatever that is. So maybe there could be, and you know, you probably spend, are spending a lot of time anyway with um, the pandemic, but if you're working from home and this, the quality time might not seem like quality time. Like in your head, you may be like, oh, I'm with her and I read a story, but maybe do something different than the day-to-day -day stuff. Even if you, set up like a fun picnic for dinner just doing oh, something sweet. different um will for kids like that shit lights core up oh my god to have a picnic in the living room is like you think we went to disney world right so you know of course you can reach out to me for more like resources with that stuff um because there are a lot of ways to connect with kids that are way easier than we think they don't take that much effort but they make a huge difference mm -hmm. so that's that's great that jenna mentioned that because she may also be wanting a little extra attention because she might be getting nervous even if she likes you know um the person you're dating she might be nervous that she might be losing some of you you know so that's, that's a great great point jenna i try i try all right good luck good luck we're all loving good luck counting all right christy are you ready are you ready i've been holding. I, I don't know she's surprising me again Woo! here we go you may already know this i'm gonna be disappointed this is not a mom in the news as much as it is a story that moms will enjoy nice. so you guys do you remember how i think it was last year or the year before kfc came out with like a mini romance novel no yeah, it was like a romance novel. Um, I forget what it was called. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. KFC. I don't know why. Where do I? I live under a rock. Was this like a big thing? It was called, it was released for Mother's Day, and it was called Tender Wings of Desire. Oh my gosh. It was, it's 96 pages. It's set in Victorian England, and it's available on Amazon for free. It might still be if you want to. Um, so there you go. But anyways, because of that, now Lifetime, the um, uh, Rape and Murder Your Husband Network, not Rape Your, like Rape Women and the Murder Your Husband Network. That sounded bad. You know what I mean. Shut up. <laughs> um, you know what I mean. So anyways, now, so KFC is partnering with Lifetime to release a sexy, it's colonial, colonial, colonial. Colonel, yeah, Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. yeah, Colonel Sanders in, a, in Lifetime's KFC original mini movie. Oh my gosh. Starring Mario Lopez. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And the title of the movie is called A Recipe for 
seduction. Ooh. So there's a poster trailer and everything. It's a 15 minute long soap opera that will air on Lifetime coming Sunday at 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Dude. Before, before I have being on Lifetime Street platforms. Yeah. I've got an idea. I'm waving my blush brush. I'm so excited. Um, can we watch it and record our commentary? Oh, yeah. Was that great? Yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead. Do you want to hear the plot? I don't, I, I guess. I'm just so excited. Mario Lopez and chicken, uh -huh. chicken and Colonel Sanders. As the holidays draw near, a young heiress contends with the affections of a suitor handpicked by her mother. That's the official description. Okay. When the handsome chef Harlan Sanders arrives with his secret fried chicken recipe and a dream, he sets in motion a series of events that unravels the mother's devious plans. While our lucky heiress escaped to her wintry happy, happily ever after with Harland at her side, will she cave to the demands of family and duty? This 15 minutes or 50? 15. 15. That, I'll watch it. Even, how do you even make that? But that'll be perfect because then we can just have a little, that'd be fun to record and have a little commentary, I think. And also it's literally, Mar it's, 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 I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's uh, Mario Lopez and literally he has like gray sort of painted into his hair and he has like the good, like a little salt and pepper goatsy <laughs> mustache. So he's now Colonel Sanders. Oh He's Harlan Sanders. Ooh, so dreamy. Ooh. Also, I had a friend, I said this to like everybody I've ever met, and I had a friend who responded with that Mario Lopez could cover me with his, his secret herbs and spices. <laughs> all right, guys, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that up on our face, Facebook and Instagram and Linktree and all that fun shit, but thank you for listening. If you like us, follow us on Facebook at Badass Mom. Yes, and share, share, share. Share, share. Sharing is caring. That was my share impression. <laughs> Memory will share forever. Um, you can also follow me, Jenna Lou, at Noshing the Suburbs. You can follow Christy Mirabello at Fierce Mama Coaching on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. And... Yeah, and if you have any questions, email us at badask with a K moms at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you ladies and maybe one dude next week. Yes, be there, <laughs> be square. Seriously, we love you. We love you. For your support. Don't forget, you can also support us monetarily on Anchor. Yeah, give us money. Give us all your money. We deserve it. Let's do really cool things with it, we promise. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.